Today is arguably one of the biggest days of the year for markets with the FOMC decision coming at around 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to find out if the 100% priced in 0.25 rate hike is in fact what we're going to get. But more importantly, we're going to see how Jerome Powell discusses it, what kind of words they use, and whether his tone is hawkish or dovish. Because of course, markets don't actually move on the news. They move on the expectation versus the news. So that's what we'll be looking for. We'll be analyzing every word from one man to see how global markets will be affected because we live in a simulation and this can't be real. That can't really be the reason that markets move so aggressively, but it is. Of course, guys, last Wednesday, I had on Dirk Hartig from Prime XBT. You guys absolutely loved it. He was live trading. We're going to get updates on those live trades. Take a look, of course, at the stock market and talk about how you can trade and have a plan for what's likely to happen today. You guys definitely do not want to miss this. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and slap the like button with all your fingers at one time and just crush crush your keyboard. Guys, as I said, today is a huge day and an even bigger week, right? We have FOMC today, but we also have a ECB meeting coming. We have earnings for the likes of Alphabet and Meta and Amazon and Google. I mean, basically everybody is reporting earnings this week. There's a lot of reasons to expect volatility and a lot of reasons that people are currently holding their breath right now, waiting to see what happens. As usual, if you're going to have the balls to trade on days and weeks like this, you need to have a plan for what happens if things go how you expect. And of course, if things go against your plan, but you got to have a plan either Wait, of course, we are sponsored by, I always point the wrong way, Prime XBT. You can see everything down there, and I'm going to actually let Dirk show you how to do it because he's got uh, access to the platform openly on the screen, and well, help. that's just a lot easier way. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. How are you, Dirk? Hey, everybody. Good to see you. I'm fine. Happy to be here with you again on such an exciting day. Yeah, this is a big day. We've got, I think, about four and a half hours uh, yeah. of markets being jittery until we see what's going to happen. I, I mean, I discuss this every day. My base case is sort of, we get 0.25, but hawkish tone. Yeah, yeah. It's, 0.25, it's like, but they, yeah, but they don't say, hey, we're going to lay off the gas. It's over. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a, a decision itself, in my opinion, pretty much set in stone. I think last statistics I saw this early morning is like a 99.5% expectation of 25 basis points. So they're not going to deviate from it. The interesting part will, of course, be Mr. Jerome Paul, like you just said so nicely, one guy having the fate of the financial markets in its hand <laughs> again tonight. Definitely a simulation we are living in. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. If this guy coughs at the wrong moment, the market can move 5%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So that's going to be exciting. I'm going to like lose a couple of words on that of course later today in our stream here uh, have a look at how i'm personally preparing to trade for this um and how you can you know kind of prepare yourself for for the more exotic cases maybe uh, if the expectation is not met 
let's put it like this. Right, like uh, if we got a 0.5 or maybe a zero, why, why not zero, right? Mm-hmm. We do 0.5, maybe we could do zero. So maybe uh, first we should, you took a live trade last week on the, on the, on the show. Should we go ahead and revisit that? I'm just going to bring your sure. screen up here. Sure. Not that I want to put you on the spot. That I don't one. know how it went. <laughs> well, it went pretty well. Could have uh, gone better. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we took a live trade there last week. And uh, so that was this one. Bought here live on the show at 3,976 points. The S&P 500 uh, trade went super well in our direction. We were up like 100 points. Then I decided, hey, on a trade in the S&P 500, that's up 100 points. I don't want to lose money anymore. That would be really, really stupid. So I put my stop loss to 4,005 points and actually was stopped out yesterday. And uh, I'm actually quite, but still earned a bit of money, roughly $1,400. So not too bad. Uh, for sure, something nice. Uh, I can treat my wife maybe a nice dinner in in berlin this weekend from this one uh so not too bad i'm, I'm quite that's happy about nice it dinner it's very nice it's, dinner. that's a very nice dinner <laughs> but you know valentine's day is coming up so i have that's to great. you know uh, there's a lot at stake always and so yeah, step, <laughs> um, up, step up your game so you yeah. basically moved your stop you moved your stop yeah. loss up into profit to make sure exactly, that no yeah. matter what happened so that's this is what i, I always do you know i'm I, I, had my, I had an expectation for this trade that potentially it could go like three or four hundred points into profit but if, if the market runs into my direction, I want to move my stop uh, into a profit as well because I don't want to lose on winning trades anymore. And uh, I, I know a lot of people probably watching this kind of make the same experience very often that you, you know, you kind of have the right timing for the market. You enter a trade. Uh, it goes into your direction. You put your stop loss to break even or maybe a little bit into profit when the market comes down hits your stop loss and then goes into your direction again. And that's why I said I'm actually quite happy that this happened because uh, like this, I can show you, it doesn't only happen to you, you know, it happens to uh, the professional traders out there uh, as well. And there's nothing wrong with this because uh, the way to success in trading, at least from my experience always is, you have a lot of small winners, you have a lot of small losses, of course, uh, as well. And then you'll have those one, two, three, four, five, six trades that make you the big money, that earn you the big money. And the secret to to get to those trades is that you uh, need to uh, adjust your risk management towards those trades. And uh, for me, it's always better, you know, when I'm up in a trade by a, quite a march, I mean, this trade was like up $5,000 already. Uh, so that's uh, a decent amount of money, of course. Um, I don't want to lose on it anymore. But of course, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, we timed the market super good there. We almost uh, timed the bottom of the market there last Wednesday. So let's see how things are going to play out. Later, I want to show you also how I want to prepare myself for a potential trade setup after the release of the inflation data or during the speak uh, inflation data interest rate decision, yeah. of course, uh, or during the speak, uh, speech of Jerome Paul. I, I love that approach because, listen, if things go wildly volatile to the downside today, you could have turned a $5,000 winner into a loser. That's, that's the thing, you people, know. A I, lot of people mentally can't get past, I could have earned 5000 yeah. and I only made 1400 or whatever it is, but it's all paper until it's could, actually... Could have, should have, yeah. The, the the profit is always once you close the profit, uh, the position. Um, so it's it's really it happens to everybody out there, and there's uh, there's absolutely no shame. It's part of the game. Um, so you have to concentrate on. Hey, I still earn money with this trade. I did everything right in my analysis. Um, that's that's the important. That should give you the self confidence to do it again. Actually, 
Yeah, I think you people know? at the beginning think they just need to choose right with up and down. That's hard enough, right? <laughs> yeah, Even just choosing enough, which yeah. direction is hard enough, but then knowing how to manage the risk is almost impossible. And exactly, it reminds yeah. us, I say this to people all the time, technical analysis trading, it's more of an art than a science, right? It choosing is, yeah, where I, to put your stop loss, you, you know, if you're thinking like everyone else, you're going to end up in the exact same spot where you get swept. But then if you move your stop down and things go against you, well, maybe you wish you had your higher stop loss and it didn't go down and you didn't lose more. And so yeah, that's, that's really the thing, you know, at this point that you're in some sort of profit when you get it. And like you said, those huge trades of the year, are the ones that go so quickly in your direction that you don't even have to worry about this. Mm, exactly. There's yeah, no management. That's of course, it's the nicest, right. nicest yeah. setup if, if that happens to you. But uh, like you just said, in the hindsight, it's always easy to be smart. You know, and uh, that's that's why I think it was so hindsight. important that we kind of showed, like, you know, with real money, this is how I am doing this. And I would have been equally as happy, by the way, if it would have hit the stop loss right away. We would have made a loss because risk management, in my opinion, is like at least 50% of the equation to success. But that's for another day, of course. Um, uh, we have more than enough to talk about, too. Yeah, I, I've always viewed uh, a stop loss triggering quickly as. Uh, at least mentally, I try to tell myself it's not really a loss. It's just a uh, pursuit of a better entry. Right? Things go down lower. <laughs> that's I that's get a very good entry, way to put it, make, actually. Make it, <laughs> make it back on the uh, net. Just giving me an excuse to find a better entry and a better yeah. trade. So let, let, I guess let's move on then to yeah. how you're approaching today. Because, yeah. uh, A, you might have found the bottom. This is breaking out. This could go, I mean, you could have had the bottom of the entire market. So do you have any other trades open that are giving you sort of, uh, you know, some sort of uh, exposure to if we have, in fact, time the bottom? Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, like for my long-term trading, I'm 95% invested. I, I've been right, continuously so buying stocks, uh, buying crypto risk on assets since last year, September. Uh, talked about it plenty, uh, like, and this beginning of January, I hit the mark of 95%. So... Not a lot of liquidity You're left. Uh, January paid off big time for me, so I'm up thirty percent. Um, I already thought like I should, you know, just close everything and go on holiday for the rest Take of the, the year. year off. <laughs> <laughs> but so just sell in May and sell in May and walk away. But you're just gonna sell in January yeah, and come back sell in September. January, yeah. and I don't know what rides with that. But uh, no, of course I am. You know, that's that's the thing. Once you you are hooked, you're hooked, and. I know myself after a week I get bored again and I'm going to sit back and stare at my charts and fundamental data. But well, uh, for today, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So uh, actually you can first of all do two things to prepare. Um, one thing is you should always have your account ready that if you spot a trade, you can execute it very fast. You don't want to you know, go through all this deposit process, promo code process and so on. Uh, when you spot the trade, you, you got to be ready. Uh, to to execute when you spot the opportunity and uh, i know scott uh, that um, the viewers here they have a promo code they can use for prime expertise if i'm not right. mistaken yes, uh, which i've can... never explained to them how to do because yeah let's exactly. let's have a quick look because i mean that's like up to seven thousand they can get in a, in a bonus for their trading account so that gives you your nice little additional cushion for for your margin trading there and uh, maybe let's have really a quick look here how you activate this so you have like two sections here, your wallets, which is like your, your normal wallet you might have on a mobile phone for your cryptocurrency. And then this margin trading uh, section, if you don't see any accounts here, you have to click on open new account and uh, select the currency. So I could open here one with US dollar coin. Uh, not going to do this now. 
uh, I have here my, my US dollar Tifa account. And if I enter the promo code here, which I think is this one, click on yeah. activate. It says not found. That's not good. Wolf I mean, of all streets. I think it's just Wolf of all streets. No, the, see, this comp. Yeah, we got it. There you go. Uh, yeah. Put us on the spot if it doesn't work. <laughs> not found. Yeah. That's, that's the thing about being live, you know, here we go. Uh, so that's one, was it? I, so I have my, my promo code activated. I get a 7% deposit bonus, maximum 7,000 US dollars. If I fund my account now, let's say I deposit 100K on it, transfer it. I have casual to wait a little 100K. bit. Just a, a, casual a, ca 100K. a casual 100K. Uh, exactly. You see, I have my bonus here, uh, 7,000 activated, which means I can now trade with 7,000, uh, with 107,000. And I think for events like uh, tonight, uh, the Fed interest rate decision, if you choose to trade this, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of an additional cushion uh, on you, uh, on, on your margin trading account. You know, that gives you a bit <laughs> of more confidence uh, because like you just said, uh, things can, especially when Powell is later talking, become very volatile very quickly, especially if he says things that the market might not want to hear. Right. Listen, if you've got a $107,000 trading account and you're actually practicing good risk management, depending everyone has their threshold, but you're still only talking about wanting to lose a thousand to two thousand dollars on any given trade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's two percent. So that's, that's it, the, the people other don't thing. realize. I think one of the tragedies is that people come in and think they're going to be pro traders and come in massively undercapitalized yeah. and they get wiped out. You know, lose thirty or forty percent on a trade because they want to make or lose a certain amount and not base it. But you have to have an absolutely massive stack if you're going to make a ton of money. Uh, absolutely and 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 yeah I, I mean i can just highlight what you just said don't risk like more than one or two percent uh everything else is like kamikaze uh, you're eventually going to end up blowing up your account and you don't want to do that of course it's uh, literally inevitable but yeah let's get this so thank you for showing us that um Let's get into today. So how are you planning for this? Mm -hmm. And make the caveat, nobody knows what's going to happen. That's why you yeah. just got to be prepared. That's, that's the thing, you know. So I, I don't think there's any point, you know, in, in like betting on how the interest rate decision is going to be because it's pl pretty clear, at least for tonight, how it's going to be. Uh, you could, of course, say like, oh, I'm going to bet on those 0.5% percent chance that it's going to be 0.5% or, or 0% as a matter of fact, but it's not going to happen. So uh, don't risk money on, on that. So the event itself might be actually a little bit in terms of price actions, in, in terms of volatility, a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a dud, like nothing really happened, a non-event. However, one scenario I would really favor, I, I in my opinion, and this is how I try to approach um, these uh, release of Im important economic data is I I'm try to make up my mind what is Powell most likely going to say tonight and how are the markets going to react to it. And if I look at the history of the last speeches now, I am pretty, pretty certain that we are going to see the central statement by him again saying like the Fed is going to do everything that is needed to contain inflation. Um they are on the other side of the spectrum like they were last year. I still remember, I think it was like in May or June, we heard something like inflation is transitory. 
So they are overreacting to the other side now uh, as well because they need to display power. They need to display that they are in in charge of the whole uh, situation, that uh, their decision-making is going to help the markets. So I'm expecting something like, yeah, we want to, uh, we are going to keep the interest rates higher for a longer time. Basically what he said the past two months uh, again. And I, it, this might actually kind of disappoint the market because the market is expecting something, uh, you know, a little bit of hope on that there might be a slight hint that the Fed is going to uh, stabilize interest rates or maybe even lower interest rates again in Q3 or Q4. I don't think that is going to happen today. So uh, I might prepare myself that at least we're going to see somewhat, I don't want to call it a sell-off, but a little bit pressure on risk on assets. So pressure on, on stocks, like the S&P 500 as an index, for example, pressure, of course, also on cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, shall be noted here. So what I want to do, if that scenario really becomes true, we have this trend line we have broken here in the S&P 500, which we talked uh, a lot about last week. Uh, so what we might see is now that uh, during the speech of, of Jerome Powell, that here we go, that the market will kind of go down again and should we go as much down that we are approaching this trend line which currently sits here at around about 3950 points so that's 120 points lower than we are at i would get ready here to execute a buy order because it's very very likely that we'll bounce off of this trend line uh, again to the upside so that that might be a point where the market finds a bottom for the day to go into the other direction again and this is so attractive because you can place a stop loss uh, pretty much just a little bit under this trend line. If it's broken, okay, then it's broken, you know, then we're going to continue probably into the bear trend again. Then we had a kind of a bull trap here. Uh, if it's not broken and it holds, then for sure we are going to continue upwards to this area here uh, in the next days and weeks of 4,200, 4,300, 4,400. So it's kind of a continuation of the trade uh, I executed already um, last week. Now, if you're more into, uh, let's say, trading Bitcoin or trading cryptocurrencies, what you can do, you remember last week we spoke about that the fractals here look very much uh, alike. We actually saw uh, Bitcoin trying to, to capture the 24,000. Didn't really happen. We, we saw a large candle out there. If the market, if the stock market is going down by 100 points, for sure, very quickly, you'll see also Bitcoin approaching here, this area between 20.5 and 21.5 thousand US dollars. And for me, this is also a good area then to set up a long swing trade again, because you can put your stop loss just shy under 20,000, but you have a good upside of maybe uh, three, four or $5,000. So a good risk reward ratio of at least 2.0, which means you only need to be successful with this kind of trade in like 43 or 44% of all the time not to lose money. So you put yourself in a, in a position that is better than playing roulette and betting on red or white, uh, red or black it is. You see, I don't play roulette. <laughs> That's why I don't get all the colors. Yeah, I'm sure there's some places where it's red or white. I mean, my, my thinking aligns with what you're saying. And so interestingly, though, it doesn't sound like you're trying to get short, even if we get no. that volatility. You're looking for a dip to get long on when things... Yeah, be, be, because I, I think still the underlying narrative we're seeing from the macro view is that I'm more bullish, that I, I see inflation going down by quite a margin also, in, especially the last three months. Uh, so, uh, and, and if we look at it historically, 
that always coincided with the bottom of a stock market. So the overall trend, in my opinion, is bullish. And I don't want to put myself against the trend. Right. Absolutely makes sense. I just think there's a lot of people trying to scalp the short on it. And the, the problem is, I think, with trading the short-term volatility is that even if you're right, you probably get stopped out because it whips that's, up that's and it whips I'm down. And, and you see, this is when you see those like Darth Maul candles people love to talk about where you get the big wake up, <laughs> big wake down and price yeah. ends exactly where it started. Right. And so I think you just need to be really, really careful there. Also, I mean, historically, on these sort of big events, when it comes to announcements, it's strange to say, but the market is usually wrong with the first reaction. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes really, you get bad and, news and you see a quick spike up and yeah. then everything dumps to hell. Yeah, right? and, and or, it's, it's because everybody's trying to get out of their position. I mean, imagine you are, let's, let's uh, continue with that now. Um, you're short in the market. And then you see something like, you know, a rate hike of uh, of a market reacting to the upside first. Uh, so yeah. everybody wants to get out. You want to, you are thinking like, my God, it's going to go up. I'm wrong. I need to get out. And this is again the scenario like, you know, you are at a party. There's a fire that breaks out and everybody tries to get out of the door at the same time, resulting in nobody getting out and everybody at least getting injured. Uh, or worse. Um, so that's why I, um, you know, as, as a trader over the course of the years, you kind of go away from this action, clickety-click action. You know, I want to bet on the news uh, to more of, of business. Is it no, I'm not going to bet on it. I'm going to make up a scenario, what is what might happen. And if a scenario becomes true, I know exactly where to buy and where to sell. Right. The good news is, is here, if you're wrong, you're not losing anything. You're just missing the trade that you're looking for, which yeah. is meaningless. Yeah. Right. And if again, if it's surprise to here the and goes to 25, then you've yeah. made your money on the 90 for 5% of your yeah. portfolio that you've yeah. already deployed as an yeah. investment. So uh, somebody had the question earlier, um, real quick. It's architect Jeff says, so it sounds like Dirk actively trades with about 5% of his portfolio. 95% is long-term investment. I'm sure that's no. not the exact numbers. That, that is not the exact number. Yeah. I mean, like the, the, the amount of money I've dedicated to long-term investments is 95% invested. But that's its own portfolio. Uh, right. that, that is not the whole, uh, concerning the whole portfolio. As a matter of fact, 70% uh, of my investments are long-term uh, of the whole cash I'm, I'm using for investment, 30% I, I use mean, for shorter term strategies like this one now. Yeah, my split, I mean, I've always talked about, and it changes. That's the thing is everybody, yeah. you, you mentioned a portfolio strategy, but there's a different strategy for different markets. If it's fully risk on and things are going nuts to the upside, I'm going to deploy some of that 70% potentially and, yeah. and move it into. But I've always been a fan of 70, 15, 15 right? Uh, 15 yeah. in cash so that you can buy the dip and 15% for mm. speculating, but mm. that can change drastically. But it's good. To, I, I mean, I think that really is pretty much industry standard when you get a true pro trader is that they know that they need to have 70% of their money still in investments. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's important. Um, in my opinion, you know, it's, and it, it's, it sounds a little bit insane maybe, but I, at least I have a, for me, it's easier to to see like the long-term trends. Um, on the short-term trends, especially when it comes to day trading, um, it, it, it can be difficult because there are too many things that factor into the chaos. And you're yeah. very often also trading against all those AIs who are much, much better in analyzing uh, stuff in the time that takes you to one do one mouse click. You know, they've analyzed like... 
20,000 uh, different scenarios. Uh, exactly. That changes exactly. in, in favor of a human mind uh, if we look at long-term perspectives uh, over three months. Uh, the human brain is still better there than in an AI is, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh, and we've got a few interesting comments over here that I just want to highlight because I think it'll be helpful. Like we have, uh, I'm 100% in cash because most people were saying that Q1 would most likely be the low. I'm, and I'm not bringing this up in any way to criticize you because I think mm -hmm. that that's a common error. But unless, if you're 100% in cash, this is for everyone, that means you're effectively trading with your entire portfolio because you need to make an active decision as to when to mm -hmm. enter back into the market. And even if things did go lower in Q1, that doesn't mean you're going to actively and accurately buy the low, which is what mm -hmm. you're anticipating. Humans see a low come in and then they go, well, I guess it's low, it's going lower, right? So is there, yeah. for me, there's never a time I would ever be 100% in cash because that's me trying to overthink and outplay the market. Mm -hmm. No matter what, I'd still be 70% in investments. Yeah, and, and it's and it kind of implies also that um, you know you are trying to time the bottom, which is impossible. I know there are many people out there that say they can do that, but they cannot. I've never in my life in any asset class met somebody that can perfectly time a bottom. You make up a, a scenario, and like my scenario was in September, well, inflation is coming down historically. That means uh, I should go slowly into risk on assets again. I started, for example, buying Bitcoin uh, at 30,000 again. And of course, it was painful seeing it going all the way yeah. down to, to 16,000. But I, I didn't uh, deploy all of my cash, of course, long term in it. Same. I bought, you know, I, I uh, bought 42 that day that it went from 52 to 42, yeah. thinking I was a genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, so, so you want to slowly scale yourself in the market. Don't try to time bottoms and like this. People saying your Q1 is going to be lower still, but maybe it is. We don't know, you know. Maybe there's like a surprise around the corner that is going to crash cryptocurrencies and risk on this. Yeah, it could and still we, go we, way down. It, it, it still way could down. way down. We've seen that in, in other accumulation phases, especially in cryptocurrencies before the halving again. It was the same last time. And But uh, important here, I think, is that you don't FOMO into the market now. Uh, that you don't say that oh, I missed the train now. I could have bought at sixteen and a half thousand, so I'm going to um, buy all the all way in, in right now, now at twenty twenty three thousand. Yeah. That's a recipe for the disaster. Just start averaging in the same way that you should have yeah. before. The strategy shouldn't change just because the price is slightly exactly. Different. And and don't give too much on what other people are saying. Uh, that includes me, by the way. And uh, you know, you have to make up your own mind. Do your own homework. Don't read too much on social media. You know, because I mean, we are seeing that on on Twitter, for example, to the extreme again now. But the markets go up. Everybody is is calling like uh, thirty thousand, fifty thousand. I saw one guy like claiming we're going to a million in Bitcoin uh, this year. It's not going to happen. Uh, no, I'm, I don't think we're getting quite quite sure. But I would be very happy, of course. But probably I wouldn't see the million because I would sell before that. And and so keep a keep a clear mind do your due That's, diligence it's i know it's easy to say but uh, you just it, made it took, the best point of the uh, whole day though and it's the same as not buying the bottom it can go to a million but i'm not going to be there yeah <laughs> not as a trader like all the people the, we all are so jealous of the guys who like bought bitcoin in 2009 2010 when i really get into a deep conversation with any of them about it they all sold when it went to a thousand dollars of course because they couldn't of, imagine that yeah. something they bought for a dollar went to a thousand dollars of course not uh if if that weren't true you know we had would have people 
to the masses uh, running around with billions of US dollars in profits now. Uh, and it, it's, yeah. you know, that, that's why, and that also ties into the importance of, uh, of having, making up your mind to what is going to be your exit strategy for your trade, no matter yeah. if it's long-term or if it's short-term. And yeah. I'm, pr I mean, I'm pretty much a Bitcoin and Ethereum maxi, to be honest. I don't sure. gamble so much with altcoins. But still, if we would see a scenario this year where we, I mean, let's just entertain this thought for a moment, where we would see a Bitcoin going to a million, I'm pretty sure I, I would be amongst those that would sell a large stash already at like 200 or 500,000. If I even would keep it that long. Selling is so much harder than buying. Yeah. That's what they don't tell you on the downside and on the upside, because it mm. means accepting your stop loss and that you were wrong if it goes down. And going up, it's just either you sell too late or you sell too early. You just have to go with the plan that you established but in the very beginning. Apart from uh, from this, um, I, I don't remember the name now. Who who was the uh, the person that is sitting on a hundred percent cash? I still have to congratulate you because uh, I mean that is a trading decision too, and you decided to not give into the FOMO that we are seeing as well. So that's an that's accomplishment. True. Still be uh, yeah. Uh, that's absolutely true. Do you mind if I bring up a couple more questions, sure. Dirk? Because people yeah. are asking. And so, Scott, ask the guest what his opinion if Russia and the rest of NATO escalate the war efforts. How do you think the markets would react? Also, Derek, thank you for the kind words. I did just see your comments before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the, the first thing on my mind was just now. I, I cannot say this. Uh, if that happens, we are all f point point point. F. You can say it here, so it's yeah, fine. It, yeah. We are really, really all fucked. Um, I'm yeah. sorry to be that blunt. But if that happens, if that escalates, we have a whole of other problems um, uh, on, on our daily <laughs> life and struggle. And, you know, then thinking about our investments, because probably we'll have to think either uh, hopefully not dying from radiation poisoning or perishing uh, when, an, uh, when a nuclear bomb is dropped on you uh, or struggling how to find food tomorrow. Or maybe you're sitting somewhere, you'll be sitting somewhere in a trench uh, with a machine gun in your hand aiming at somebody. Um, if that happens, everything is going to crash. And like I said, it's it won't matter anymore where you invest it because everything will be gone then. You're going to fight yeah, for your survival. A, uh, it's a World War III scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. And, and um, I mean, especially for me, I, I live in Berlin, so probably I would be amongst the first people who get a nuclear bomb dropped on the head. Right. Yeah. Not, not a scenario we want to discuss. Here's another practical question. I know you're an ETH maxi, so you're looking at it. Where would you get long ETH, please? Well, the same. I'm, I, I would, uh, first of all, um, see now uh, if like today or the next days we, we are hitting this range of 20 and a half to 21 and a half thousand US dollars in Bitcoin. Uh, instead of Bitcoin, in that case, you could 13, also 15. buy Ethereum, in my opinion. Um, I mean, to be honest, to the upside, usually Ethereum has uh, uh, performed better than 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 Bitcoin in the yeah, past six, seven, eight, nine years uh, since Ethereum is around. Uh, so have a specific you can do chart for it, though, like where you would be looking at it. Or can you? Take I don't. I, I usually base I my, my 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 analysts uh, on on Bitcoin, but if you compare right. the charts now, they are pretty much the same. There's not so much different. Yeah. So okay. it, it, totally fine if you say like I I want to buy Ethereum instead of Bitcoin. You you can do that. However, I still would base at least in this bear market scenario we are still in uh, with, with cryptocurrencies, I would base my analysis always on Bitcoin because Bitcoin right. is going to 
um, show the direction and every altcoin out there is just going to follow, which is especially true uh, at the moment we are in a Bitcoin season again. We are seeing Bitcoin dominance going up. Bitcoin has more influence on the markets. It's going to change again when we're going to an altcoin season. Of course. Right. So I think if we get a drop in Bitcoin, you get a slightly larger drop in Ethereum. Yeah. I mean, for me, I just would have, I guess I'll make it glaringly red. Mm. I'd say the obvious area would be sort of the top of all this accumulation. So maybe 1350, 1350, something like that at the top, because that's all of this as well. And for anyone who's asking, I am law. I've kind of publicly like had drawn this circle with uh, Crypto Burb and Big Cheds while we were on here ages ago. I bought at 1284 and have just been kind of riding that. I didn't catch mm. all of this bottom. And I'm also long from like 30 mm. bucks from my original positions, but <laughs> um, uh, 80 actually. But yeah, I mean, for me, it would be you've got both uh, MAs curling up here. I, I don't think maybe you'll get farther, but if you get a drop down to these highs, I think that's mm. the area that you'd probably be looking Maybe which, which one is the, the red MAs? So the, the red is 200 days? and yeah. uh, blue is 50. So, yeah. that, you know, the, the so 200. I, I mean, that, that could be a scenario as well. Usually the 200 days moving average is also a good, good point, you know, to, to either buy it. So when we're coming down to, to look for long positioning again, uh, maybe if we are seeing, I don't think we are going to see it today, but in the next days, uh, that would be something also then to favor Ethereum uh, over Bitcoin. Is scenario. Yeah. Uh, Micro Hayes, when the dust clears from the minute traders today, or do you see the price going down for a well-needed correction? Thanks. I hope so. Honestly yeah, speaking, I, I really hope so. A healthier, healthier yeah. move up if we get the proper correction. Exactly. That's why we are still. Um, there are always two scenarios uh, when a market is a bit overheated, and we are overheated. So you can see here my so-called danger zones um, indicator. We are still. Oh, it's gotten, almost, that's gotten a lot more red than uh, last week, actually. Yeah. It, it has, yeah. It it, it has. It's so it's still. Um, Bright red, and there are always two scenarios we can kind of come out of uh, something like this. Either if we go sideways for a long time, that's the boring scenario. Uh, things will calm down again then a little bit. Uh, so that's a way of accumulating strength again. Or we can see a correction, uh, like I said here, to 20 and a half, 21 and a half thousand uh, US dollars in Bitcoin. That's my favorable scenario because that would kind of reset the narrative and. Um, it would be interesting because then we would see really who puts their money where the mouth is. Uh, so either every, everybody is going to turn bearish very quickly again, or we are going to see all those big guns out there using those prices to accumulate again. Is there a level where your base case changes? Like if we drop to a certain level, yeah. maybe this I'm, sort of bull run is over. Where's your invalidation? If uh, if we drop under 20, I think 20,000 is like the um the psychological important uh, price here not only because it was in, in 2017 almost the high uh it, it also when we went over 20,000 uh in the last bull run uh that was when things really started to kick off uh, again in in terms of of bullish for the bullish cycle of bitcoin so if we see a, a close for a couple of days under 20,000, I'm actually pretty certain we are probably going to test the lows then again. Yeah. So anything else that you're uh, looking at before I uh, let you go, since I know you have uh, trading to do? <laughs> no, that's, that's, missed? That's, that's the scenario. So I'm going to focus uh, on the SP500 tonight uh, on Bitcoin. Those are the two assets to watch. If I see like in terms of cryptocurrency, let's say from the top 10 of cryptocurrencies, like somebody who is like leveraging down to uh, by a large, more margin than Bitcoin is, 
I might also throw some money at this um, uh, because the pullback probably is going to be uh, as high. But I would be very careful with that. If you are doing this kind of for the first time, you know, uh, or maybe you just started, Don't. make your first <laughs> steps, concentrate on, on the more, the assets that are causing, you know, everything to move, which for stocks, is going to be the S&P 500, maybe the Nasdaq uh, for, for cryptocurrencies is going to be Bitcoin. If you have an eye on uh, both of those, I think you are pretty good. Be good. Yeah. And, and then one final question, because we have this sort of unique situation, which is we get FOMC today and get volatility, and then we get this huge round of earnings yeah. for the next few days, which yeah. I think actually uh, are a bigger deal right now. Because I think FOMC, yeah. everybody has a certain expectation. We're used to these rate hikes, but if we get... I mean, earnings could be the trigger to another mm. uh, either bull run or bear run to a much more. Yeah, much it's, it's going to be interesting, degree. especially when we look at the tech stocks, no? And especially the ones that currently are laying off uh, people like uh, Google, Amazon, Apple. Um, I, of course, they are doing that for a reason because probably they are going to fail their earnings and they need to take action and show their shareholders uh, that they are reacting to uh, to earnings being failed. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some, I wouldn't say nasty surprises, but some low-balling in, in terms of that earnings are not as good as expected. We still have this, this scenario of a recession looming over us. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I actually, in my newsletter this morning, I was about to try to pull it up, but I just to, for people, if you don't read it, I always put kind of the key events this week. I mean, we have FOMC rate decision and Powell press conference, earnings for Meta and Peloton today, Eurozone ECB rate decision, UK BOE rate decision, US factory orders, Drabis claims, <laughs> earnings Thursday, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Qualcomm, Deutsche Bank, Santander. I don't remember a week this big. It's like it's like everything condensed in one week. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely so, insane. So I guess we're gonna uh, hammer sauce says Snapchat disappointed. I, yeah. I mean, I think Snapchat is just Snapchat at this point, right? Yeah. Maybe we should not uh, expect much from Snap uh, mm. moving forward. But guys, that's all we've got today. Um, go back and watch it if you want to figure out how to get that promo code. Uh, go back and watch it if you just want to learn some things. Dirk, we're gonna keep doing this because it's awesome. Uh, awesome. I love having you. Uh, and uh, so, I'm just going to ask you, keep a record of however you do trade this. So maybe we can take a look at it uh, in, in future yeah. weeks, even though we didn't do anything live today. And there was no reason, by the way. We're not just going to, like, throw in trades on a random Wednesday if there's nothing to be done, right? So Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's important, you know. It's like trade less, concentrate on those trades where you think they have a good potential payoff. Don't trade just for the clickety-click action. Absolutely. Guys, I will not be here tomorrow. We usually do our roundtable on Thursday, but I am going to be indisposed. So I will be back on Friday and we're going to have Dirk back, of course, soon, man. Thank you very much, guys. Please check out Prime XPT. Of course, it's right down there in the description. Dirk, thank you once again, everybody. I will see you on Friday. My pleasure. Take care, everybody. Thank you.